0: You are listening to The John DiPietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk, WNRI.
1: Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it is 106, and this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, you could be enjoying a n- nice lunch right now. Maybe on the snow day, right? Maybe you're riding along and you think, yeah, I'd like to pop in somewhere and maybe get a nice lunch. Um, Folks, it's the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, where whether it is, well, there's so many good, delicious things that are uh, on their menu, you're going to love it. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, I'm seeing something interesting on this uh, snowy Tuesday. Pods of dolphins in the Providence River off the shore of Kettle Point, City of East Providence. Huh. That That is interesting. The person that posted said, Is this normal for dolphins to be this far north in February? Huh, that is very odd. You can see them kind of going in and out of the water. Not sure what to make of that. I have to check that out. All right, now, let's go up to speed. It's, um, it's a little bit of a difficult day, as a matter of fact, for the, um, between everything going on with Fox, that's, that, that's a problem. That is definitely a problem. I I think, of course, it's going to be distorted. Of course, you know, no one should be surprised that the media is either going to exaggerate or not fully represent everything that is happening with Fox News Channel. And we're going to talk with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, on Thursday. It's not that groundbreaking that we need to talk to him right now. But, But none of it is positive. Um it sure, certainly seems to show a lot behind the scenes that, that they weren't sure how to handle the month of November 2020 when 2020 when President Trump lost the election how can I say this because then no we didn't um, let me let me say this the, the the month that President Biden was announced as the winner maybe that's a better way so people don't get all upset about it that was such a wild a period leading up to January 6th now. I wanna play some of that, and then we have some other sound that um, that I wanna to get to. but that this Dominion lawsuit, and Rupert Murdoch testifying, okay, let me hear. this is the GMA piece. GMA peace. Good morning, America. Peace. Here we go.
2: It's a key piece of evidence in the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit against the network. Chief Washington correspondent John Carl is tracking the case. Good morning, John.
3: Good morning, George. The lawsuit brought by Dominion Voting Systems alleges that Fox put money and ratings above the facts, helping Donald Trump spread his lies about the election, even as the network's top anchors and top executives knew the truth. It's a candid admission from Fox News boss Rupert Murdoch about how his network handled Donald Trump's lie about the 2020 election. Murdoch acknowledging, quote, some of our commentators were endorsing false claims that the election was somehow stolen from former President Trump. I would have liked us to be stronger in denouncing it in hindsight, Murdoch said in a sworn deposition. And he said any executive who allowed lies about the election to be broadcast should be reprimanded or maybe got rid of. Instead, Fox promoted Trump's lies, some of their anchors echoing his bogus claims over and over again on their network.
2: Disturbing irregularities have been found. It will be
4: impossible. To ever know the true, fair, accurate
0: election results.
3: The billion-dollar lawsuit by Dominion Voting Systems alleges Fox spread lies out of fear the truth would hurt ratings. Giving a big megaphone to Trump lawyers Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell, who were claiming without evidence that Dominion voting machines were being manipulated by shadowy foreign entities.
5: Sydney, we talked about the Dominion software. I know that there were voting
1: irregularities. Tell me about that. Oh. That's to put it mildly. The computer glitches could not and should not have happened in
3: at, at all. Those—that is where the fraud took place. Recent court filings
6: Fox hosts privately
3: trashed the Trump legal team for lying. As Tucker Carlson texted Laura Ingram, Sidney Powell is lying. It's insane. Ingram responded, Sidney is a complete nut. No one will work with her. Ditto with Rudy. And as Sean Hannity said, quote, I did not believe it for one second. In the wake of the January 6th attack on the Capitol, Murdoch apparently had enough with Donald Trump, writing in an email, Fox News very busy pivoting. We want to make Trump a non-person. Fox News responded to this latest filing with a statement saying that the Dominion lawsuit is, quote, a blatant violation of the First Amendment. They say, George, that they were simply covering and commenting on the statements of a sitting president. This case is set to go to trial in April. And it
1: could I don't think it can. I don't think it can. I don't <laughs> I don't like the idea of that. I don't think their talent wants to get on. Meaning, get on the witness stand. I don't believe that. I just someone just sent me a message. You just mentioned the dolphins in Providence. Here's the link of an otter. Oh, pond. I'm not going to go today. But I would mind not mind going and filming something like this. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth Fox. Uh. Hmm, let me follow this up. Oh, oh, that's interesting. I don't have, I can't join. Um, I'm not a member of that group. Is a link of an an honor near Willer Pond and Riverside. Boy, there must be in East Providence for some reason. All right, I want to get to, though, folks, good afternoon on this snowy Tuesday. That was a tough loss last night for the Celtics and the Knicks. Let me hear, this was... um. Well, Coach Joe Missoula, I, I don't think it was our night. <laughs> That's the best way to say it. All right, no, I want to actually play Tucker Carlson last night Talk about the origins of COVID.
0: Concluded Here it is. The Wall Street Journal reported the Biden administration has finally concluded that, yes, COVID was not naturally occurring. It didn't emerge organically from a pangolin, whatever that is, the wet market, whatever that is. No, the virus came from a Chinese military lab where it was created. That's the determination of the Department of Energy based on new intelligence that, of course, everyone already had. Now, we learned this, interestingly, from a newspaper. We did not learn it directly from the Biden administration because Joe Biden hasn't said a word about it. And that's a little odd. A million Americans, they tell us, died of COVID. Close to seven million died globally. So it's inherently a big story. Now, it is true that the origin of COVID is not directly related to anti-trans racism. So it's not a natural for Joe Biden, he doesn't have his talking points already written, but it might still make for a good topic for say a primetime address to the nation. He might mention it to us. He might answer a few other questions while he's at it. For example, is Joe Biden still sending money to China for biotech research? The administration was actually doing that, sending cash to that same Wuhan lab as recently as last year. Are they still doing that? And bigger picture have their views on China change. Now they know that China is responsible for the deaths of almost 7 million people. Now we know China unleashed COVID on the world, intentionally or not, and then lied about it for sure, and then hid life-saving genetic information about the virus from the scientists who are trying to respond to COVID. Now we know all of that. Does Joe Biden still consider Vladimir Putin, he's so bad, the greatest threat to world peace and stability? It does seem like this story could overturn some of our previous assumptions. Well, Joe Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, went on CNN yesterday to answer precisely none of these questions. Instead, he told us, we're still not sure where it came from. Watch this.
5: Did the coronavirus pandemic start in a lab? Is that what you believe now?
4: Well, Dana, there is a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of the intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other. A number of them have said they just don't have enough information to be sure. And if we gain any further insight or information, we will share it with Congress and we will share it with the American people. But right now, there is not a definitive answer that has emerged from the intelligence community on this question.
0: We just can't say for sure where COVID came from. There's no consensus. We're still debating it. <laughs> well, there's never a consensus in Washington about anything, particularly now with the intel agencies. They're lying. We know perfectly well where COVID came from. We've known this for years. In fact, one of the very first things we knew about COVID was that it was an engineered virus that escaped somehow, intentionally or not, from a Chinese military biolab in Wuhan. It was in early march of 2020 three full years ago at the very beginning that we did a long open on this show about the chinese research paper whose authors later disappeared now these chinese scientific researchers scolded the chinese government for the lax safety standards that they said allowed covid to escape and infect the world this was three years ago watch this in fact, the outbreak may have begun not in a public meat market, but in a poorly run Chinese laboratory. Now, that's not our theory. Anyone who raises that theory on American television attack is attacked, as a conspiracy monger. But this is a theory from a now-censored Chinese paper. A draft paper posted in mid-February, scientists at the South China University of Technology suggested that the virus outbreak, coronavirus outbreak, began at the Wuhan Center for Disease Control, where an animal may have infected a researcher who then spread the disease outside the facility. The paper is explicit about this. We're going to quote it. The killer coronavirus probably originated from a laboratory in Wuhan, end quote. So it's not like we did a lot of hard-hitting reporting with our Chinese-speaking staff. That paper was in English on the Internet, and anyone who was interested could have found it. We were just interested. That's why we found it. And then we found someone who was there, We found a Chinese physician, a scientific researcher who worked for the Chinese government, who was in and around Wuhan when COVID emerged from that lab. Her name is Li Mingyan, and we did a bunch of interviews with her. Here's one.
5: From my first report, I can present the Saudi Scientific evidence to our audience that this virus, COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 virus, actually is not from nature. I work with the top coronavirusologists in the world. So together with my experience, I can tell you this is created in the lab. This is from that company owned by China military. And also it is spread to the world to make such damage.
0: To make such damage, do you believe the Chinese government released this intentionally, on purpose? Did they do this?
5: Yes, of course, it's intentionally.
0: Wow, Now we thought that was a story. So there was a physician who worked on coronaviruses for the Chinese military, who was in Wuhan telling us in September of 2020 that the Chinese government did this intentionally, to wreck the West, to kill people and destroy the economies of its rivals here in the West. Now, if you're a middle-class Christian American, it's hard to imagine that level of malice existing anywhere in the world, you just would never consider doing something like that. But with the Chinese, are they serious enough? (laughs) Probably. But instead of following up on that, people attacked the woman you just saw, really attacked her, and then attacked us for giving her airtime. Pants on fire, you're lying, said the quote, fact checkers. But she wasn't lying. And Tony Fauci and many others in the US government knew that she wasn't lying. In fact, they knew the truth about where COVID came from long before the rest of us had even heard the term COVID. In mid-November of 2019, a friendly Asian government, we have learned, sent a cable to American officials warning that there was evidence or something strange going on in Wuhan and it looked like a dangerous leak from a bio lab. They knew that the origins of COVID were never a secret. The real story, the great outrage of this story, is that the people who knew or should have known the truth lied about the truth. Why? To hide the Chinese government's role in mass murder, the killing of almost 7 million people and the destruction of the American economy. That's the interesting part, looking back three years later. From the beginning of the outbreak, the American media, as one, took the side of the Chinese government in this new propaganda war over COVID. And Trump, once again to his credit, knew. He knew exactly where this came from. He didn't say so directly he should have, but instead he alluded to it. He called COVID the China virus. And when he did that, he was over the target, so the Chinese government attacked him. They've learned a thing or two from watching American politics as a quote, racist.
1: The Wall Street Journal- That is exactly right. Now, folks, again, that was- COVID. That was uh, Tucker Carlson last night. Good afternoon on this snowy Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to just pull up that if you remember, someone uh, obviously, listen, it absolutely came from there. We know that it came from there. And, and Tucker Carlson, his dialogue on that is 100% accurate In and why we pretended that it did not is just ridiculous. But I want to go back to there was that Oh, here we go. Uh, um, Stephen Colbert started attacking uh, the report that came out in the Wall Street Journal. Let's hear This was uh, last night.
4: This weekend, uh, the Department of
1: Energy oh, released go. a
4: new report saying a lab leak is the most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic. Well, there it is. Chinese wet markets, you're off the hook. Let's order a round of pangolin poppers for the table. I love a nice plate of wet apps. Now, if you're... If you're some Can we get some civet fingers, please? Now, if, like me, you're wondering why the Department of Energy is the one making this judgment, it's because that agency oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. No. No. Bad energy department. No bio labs until you finish building your electric car charging stations. Stay in your lane. You don't see. You don't see. the Census Bureau building nukes. But whatever. Who am I to say? They're the Energy Department. I'm sure they're smart. They wouldn't release these findings unless they were absolutely confident. What's that? They made their judgment with low confidence. Yeah. You can tell by the way they deliver the news. Um, maybe it was a lab leak. That's stupid. Forget I said anything.
1: Listen to them laughing. Now, it turns oh. out yeah. This guy is unwatchable. No, unwatchable.
4: The energy part says not everyone in the government agrees. See, well, the Department of Energy suspects it was a lab leak. Four other agencies
1: along with... Look the how the this guy, you know, I admit, folks, good afternoon. I, I stopped watching when Letterman left. Stephen Colbert is insufferable. This is what happened when... When John Stewart was on that show and... He started getting into the whole business of Wuhan. Well, listen, listen to this. What, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like me, me, there's there a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. Hold on. This was, um, well, anyway, let me play this. Here we go.
6: Novel. Here
4: we go. What, what, what do you mean by that? Do you mean like okay, there's there a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance?
6: Oh, I'm, so, I don't I, I, oh I, I, God. there's evidence. I'd love to hear there's I There's novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. That's just thats just a little too weird. Don't you think? And then they ask the scientists, they're like, how did this... So wait a minute. You work at the Wuhan respiratory coronavirus lab. How did this happen? And they're like, mm, a pangolin kissed a turtle. And you're like, no. The name of your lab, if you look at the name, look at the name, can I, let me see your business card, show me your business card, oh, I work at the coronavirus lab in Wuhan, oh, because there's a coronavirus loose in Wuhan, how did that happen, maybe a bat flew into the cloaca of a turkey, and then it sneezed into my chili, and now we all have come like, on, OK, OK, what about this?
1: What about this? Stephen Colbert trying to stop it.
6: Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's been an outbreak of chocolatey goodness near Hershey, Pennsylvania. What do you think happened? Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe a steam shovel made it with a cocoa bean. Or it's the chocolate factory.
1: how Colbert wants to downplay the whole that was Jon Stewart that was Jon Stewart being what being realistic that was Jon Stewart telling the truth and Colbert last night is doing damage control folks what what is it with these people that want to stay in the denial no 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 you can't say it was that you can't say it was that. You know, as I've talked about also in the past, and good afternoon at 127, you're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Now, folks, uh, during the course of the afternoon, the, the weather is going to improve. Right now, it, it seems to be still, still some flurries. Certain parts of the area have some drizzle. But it's my health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, stop it and see Marie, the queen of health, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, inside quality merchandise. You know what would be great on a day like today? Some nice hot tea. Or also, maybe you hurt yourself. Is it possible? Aches and pains. Hemp and CBD products. She has everything healthy. Pop in, and on top of that, you're shopping local. You're supporting a local retailer. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, right now, it's 128 on this Tuesday. Wall Street Journal editorial. I'm going to touch on the one because they broke the story about the Department of Energy. But this is interesting. The GOP's 2024 presidential debate pledge promised to support the Republican nominee or get off the stage. Republican Party Chair Ronna McDaniel, who also we've had on the show, said this weekend that to get access to the GOP's 2024 debate stage, presidential contenders are going to have to pledge to support the eventual primary winner. It's a good move, even if it's unenforceable. President Trump signed a similar oath in late 2015. Months later, he was asked to he stood by his promise to back the GOP nominee? No, I don't anymore. We'll see who it is. <laughs> Perhaps Mr. Trump will do the same beat and switch this year. Maybe he'll refuse to sign, point to his polling, press the party to let him debate anyway. In any case, they're putting down a useful marker. A correlation that's not difficult not to notice is that politics has become more dysfunctional. A case in point was the Republican Party's impotent response to President Trump's takeover. Democrats barely fended off a hostile takeover by socialist Bernie Sanders. Political parties have ideological institutional interests. For the GOP, there's a potential 2024 disaster to be averted. Will President Trump support the Republican ticket next year? I'll give you the same answer I gave in 2016. It will depend on who the nominee was. This attitude from the former president is a clear and present danger for the party. That is especially true... Given the fact that Mr. Trump's 2024 campaign looks at least partly motivated motivated by his personal legal trouble. Last week, a grand jury in Georgia hinted that she and her colleagues may have recommended indicting Mr. Trump for trying to reverse his 2020 loss. Maybe cooler heads will prevail in the DA's office. But if a charge is coming his way, Mr. Trump would rather face it as a presidential candidate So he can call it a political prosecution. If primary voters pick someone else, it's not hard to imagine Mr. Trump soldiering on as an independent candidate. He may go to war against a GOP nominee he doesn't like. Or may torch the party's 2024 chances to show he's the only Republican who could win. Who knows how many voters would stick with him. Throwing the election wouldn't take much. In this divided electorate, the Republican Party is more the brand label for political merchandise. If Mr. Trump won't take the pledge to back the party, or if he doesn't break it, at least voters will know where his loyalties lie. That cannot happen. That is a threat that that could happen. But that is lights out. If that happens, it is lights out. You can't win that way. Now. The NADA consensus Wuhan COVID dodger, Wall Street Journal, broke the story. They have an editorial uh, op-ed on it. The White House tries to downplay the news of the new virus information. White House spokespersons play the press corps. Uh, they duck questions that the Energy Department had concluded the, corona, the COVID virus probably originated in a Chinese laboratory. There's not a consensus right now, how it started, said John Kirby. There's just an intelligence community consensus. So what? When was the last time there was an intelligence community consensus on anything? No reporter asked Kirby that question, but we don't mind doing so. By its very nature, intelligence is usually murky and open to different interpretation That's why agencies attach terms like low confidence or moderate confidence to their judgment. A difference in agency views can be useful because it means there's less chance of groupthink influencing policy choices. The crucial point in the report is that the Department of Energy reached its conclusions based on new intelligence It'd be nice to know what Intel finally tipped the scales. Department of Energy Judgment is all the more notable because the agency is responsible for the national laboratories, some of which conduct biological research. The CIA or the National Security Agency have other areas of expertise, mainly human or signals intelligence. A reasonable concern is that the White House wants to put the coronavirus origin story back into an intelligence black box and hope everyone forgets about it. That would make President Biden's job easier in dealing with China. But it won't serve the U.S. or the world, which have suffered greatly from the COVID plague. And deserve to know what the preponderance of evidence says about its origin. Part of being prepared for the next pandemic is knowing if humans played any role in creating this one. And folks, they did. And as John Stewart said, that the Wuhan Institute for Virology of Coronavirus, that's exactly what that is. And the White House can try to dance around it, as they are trying to do, by the way. But it doesn't in any way make it less true as a matter of fact so now i want to play i think i have the sound of john kirby trying to um do this dance i want to play this was the cbs report about um the whole situation where re- ori- here we go uh, this of course is uh, an issue that comes up every so often the white house gets a little defensive about it you
4: asked john kirby the national security spokesman about this earlier today let's take a look
5: Back in October 2021, it was also the case that there was no consensus from the intelligence community, um, you know, where COVID came from. Without revealing sensitive information, has the IC gathered information, new intelligence since then that might have led DOE to draw a different conclusion? We,
2: again, without confirming the press reporting on the Department of Energy's work here. Um, and the context for them is that they run the national labs and the president wanted the national labs involved here. Again, a whole government effort. Um, the work is still ongoing. There hasn't been a final conclusion uh, arrived at here. So we do while well, this
4: is a politically beneficial thing for Republicans at the street at the Capitol. Scott just reminded us. Doesn't the White House have to handle this a little differently given tense relations with China but also the administration's oversight of the pandemic?
5: Absolutely, and that's exactly why we just heard right there um, Admiral John Kirby, who speaks on behalf of the National Security Council. Um, you know, it was not a direct uh, accusation of any kind um, towards China. It was not even, um, you know, firm with regard to this new report that comes out. And one thing we have to remember is that the actual conclusion has not changed. That is not new. Um, it has remained the same since President Biden ordered uh multi-agency investigation into this back in May 2021. The reason I brought up October 2021 is because back then there was a declassified intelligence report um, about the origins of COVID. And at that time, there was no consensus, just like there isn't right now in the intelligence community yes there are two agencies now that have low confidence um, that this may have started in a lab there are four agencies that are leaning toward it starting um, from animal to human transition transmission and then there are two including the cia who say there's simply not enough information to draw any kind of conclusion. So I think, you know, what I was trying to get out there is what changed between the last time the administration released a report and now. And that is something that they are reluctant to say for a variety of reasons, but certainly one of them um, because, you know, it could be viewed as a provocation uh, if if China is looking at what every single word um, the U.S. is saying, especially without that um, consensus to lean on.
1: You know, that is amazing, folks. And that is CBS pointing out um, something that that on top of that, let me go to this is uh, John Kirby yesterday. Does the president believe there's a reward regarding um, future pandemics? Let me hear this. Without uh,
2: weighing in one way or the other on origin of, of the virus, you clear that there's The reward outweigh the risk when it comes to gain of research. You're going to have to say that again. Does the president believe that this type of gain of function research is proven? He believes that um, it's important to help prevent future pandemics, which means he understands that there has to be legitimate scientific research into the sources or potential sources of pandemics so that we understand it so that we can prevent them as we can prevent them from happening obviously um but he also believes and 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 this is why he wants the, the whole of government effort here to understand it um that that research has to be done it must be done in a safe and secure manner as and as transparent as possible to the rest of the world so that so people know what's going on i think that's a fancy way of saying
1: they're they're not they're not admitting anything um (laughs) you know what else i want to play john kirby was asked about that seymour Hurst story about the US blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline. Led to this un- was on Fox what News Sunday.
7: To, uh, to, the administration has been clear in its denials that there was any US involvement in the Nord Stream pipelines. Seymour Hirsch has this long piece out saying he's citing a single anonymous source who talks about what was going on and what he led to, uh, what he claims led to us being involved in that. He says prior to Putin's invasion of Ukraine back in December, a working group was put together and he says this, um, what became clear to the participants according to the source with direct knowledge of the process is that Sullivan, meaning Jake Sullivan, intended for the group to come up with a plan for the destruction of the two Nord Stream pipelines and that he was delivering on the desires of the president. Hirsch points back to the president saying this in February of last year with the German chancellor.
1: There will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring it into it.
3: We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Can you say
7: unequivocally the U.S., no U.S. proxy, no one connected to the U.S. had anything to do? I mean, is the Seymour First complete fabrication, that article?
2: It's a completely false story. There is no truth to it, Shannon. Not a shred of it. It is not true. The United States and no proxies from the United States had anything to do with that. Nothing. Hmm. If
7: the U.S. were to undertake some mission like that, would the administration have an obligation to inform Congress in we, advance? We,
2: we did not take... Uh, any such operation, Shannon, and obviously we keep Congress informed appropriately of of things, both classified and unclassified. But I can tell you now, regardless of the notification process, there was no U.S. involvement in this. None, zero. It's completely false.
7: Admiral, we appreciate your time. Thanks for
1: joining. You know, I'm not. Uh, so many people are running with that story about the Nord Stream pipeline. It, it's a it's a very interesting read. Very interesting read. By Seymour Hersh. I'll I'll give him that. But I don't. That's a tough one. You know what I want to play? This sound of um, this whole Biden student loan bailout. Here's a Pennsylvania iron worker. Why am I paying for someone else's college? Uh, again it the sound is not strong one forty one um, hmm feel bad for the people in uh it's still dealing with everyone in Arizona at the border. Here we go this is um this whole business of the the canceling the student debt.
8: Yeah last year
1: questioned
8: and, and actually laid out the limits of his authority. Listen to this.
3: I'm prepared to write off the $10,000 debt, um, but not fifty. Mr. President, let me ask you, because I don't think I have the authority to do a price of that
8: Then Speaker Pelosi said this in 2001 about the limits again of what you can do without an act of Congress. Here she was. <coughs>
5: People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress.
8: She later said in 2022, actually, we do have this power. But you can see those are two key people in the administration and the then speaker saying there are limits to this authority, and that's the real legal question here.
1: Yeah, we're going to have a guest on tomorrow that's going to talk about that—that that very thing. Um, let's see, Mayor Pete. <laughs> I I just can't get over the fact that that guy is just a complete empty suit. There's no one more empty than that guy. Than Mayor Pete. All right. Now, as far as CPAC, folks, good afternoon. 143. You're listening to the John DePetro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is Depetro.com. This portion of the program brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they are waiting for you for Crying Out Loud. At the Lodge Pub pub and Eatery, this whole business with CPAC, boy, Matt Schlapp is just being pummeled right now, pummeled. Listen to, this is MSNBC ripping CPAC. Here we go. The Republican
3: Party will laugh at us for being like, oh, the Zupac is dead. You know who's going to be a CPAC? The Donald, Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gaetz, Steve Bannon, uh, Carrie Lake giving the big speech on Friday night. Now, to a lot of Republicans in the in what used to be considered the conservative movement, but now is the MAGA part of the party, yeah. which is still the biggest part of the party, they look at that list and say, Chris Sununu, Chris Christie, Glenn Youngkin, these are Wall Street Republicans. They don't speak for us. These are the descendants yeah. of Donald Trump. And so, you know, CPAC would say to all of it's us, awesome. hey, forget it. We're still, people still the people We're still, yeah, still no, the artists that Yeah, I mean, they, they are the people that lose. Insurrectionists, right, cool. weirdos, and freaks. And, you know, Mr. Pillow's coming, too, I saw. So, yeah, it's <laughs> going it's, it, it's to be fascinating. But, you know, well, they're, they're on the other side of it. Deniers, too. Yeah, you know, like good deniers, pillow. again. The people who lose, and that's fine. Uh, if they want to have a party, a convention of losers, get get to it and
1: have fun. You know that is that is that is a problem. That is a problem that all these people that are gathering kind of feed ammunition. That's tough talk. I get it. That's tough talk. Um, there's certain individuals. I. I there's certain individuals that I, I, I don't see also. I, I thought Carrie Lake was a phenomenal candidate, but she lost. She absolutely lost. Let's see, some of the speakers, Ben Ferguson. I mean, the guy, he just, they just repeat talking points. Matt Schlepp, that that story going after the male staffer for Herschel Walker, a male staffer, a male staffer. Matt Schlepp is supposedly married. This business of he's trying to, you know, pray, pray the gay away. It's just... i I told them very politely, No, thank you i um some of the crowd is just all right, with the exception, but I'll the, the president Trump's speech will be um will be good to watch, and same thing with Marshall Blackburn, Senator from Tennessee. I like her dr ben carson I've I've just never been a fan of him. I just think he's odd. Who else is speaking? Ted Cruz, but he's always good. I think it's interesting Nikki Haley's going to go. Now, Mike Pompeo is going. Those two are going. What they're going to gain? Elise Stefanik. I can't. St- oh, my God. Tulsi Gabbard. Ugh. Matt Gaetz. After what he put Kevin McCarthy through, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to bring down the House. Oh, Candace Owens, can't stand her. Rick Scott, Senator from Florida. Thanks a lot, Senator. Thanks for uh, giving the Democrat Party the talking points about ending Social Security. Lauren Bobart is going to speak. <laughs> she, of course, they got a lot of traction yelling liar at um, Dr. Sebastian Gore. He's not a doctor. He has a Ph.D., but he's not a medical doctor. Sebastian Gorka is a doctor the way that Joe Biden's a doctor. They're not a medical doctor. He has a Ph.D., but he's not a doctor. Richard Grinnell. Hmm. Let's see who else. Tom Holman, I like, former director of ICE. Um, let's see. Congressman Dan Bishop, Byron Donalds. These are all the holdouts against Kevin McCarthy, Ferguson. Carrie Lake, and they have nothing there. She didn't win. Uh, Sarah Carter, I don't know who that is. Tom Fitton, Judicial Watch. He's odd. Uh, Stephen Miller. Katie Pavlich, Fox News contributor. Oh, one of the guys running for president, Vivek Rosman, he's the uh, CEO. He's running. He's going to let him speak. Sean Spice, who's going to speak. Brent Bozell is going to speak. Monica Crowley, who I think is kind of nuts. Um. KT McFarlane, former deputy national security advisor. She's on the CPAC board. Oh, my God. Cash Patel. Total. He that guy makes everything up. He totally makes everything up. Recently, he was caught making things up. Hey, he's going to be there. He, he threw the president of the bus on the documents. Why do they have him speaking? That rat. He's cooperating. God. Jack Prozek. Jason Rance, talk show host, nice guy. Follow him on Twitter. We follow each other. Matt Whitaker, former acting United States Attorney General. Who else? Hogan Gidley. We're going to have him on the show soon. Let me see who else. This is all Larry O'Connor, O'Connor and Company. Now, we don't know how long or the when. Larry's a nice guy. Morning's on M.A.L. Wendy Kinney. I don't know who that is. Uh, Oh, Ian Pryor, senior advisor. America First. Ian is a really good guy. And he's done a tremendous job with um, Loudoun County. Virginia, as far as talking about parents rice, uh, rights, excuse me, really good guy. Who else do we have? Dan Schneider, I know the name. Eric Bowling, Newsmax. <laughs> uh, he's have him twice, maybe speaking twice. Kimberly Guilfoyle, I can't believe Don Jr. hasn't shed her yet. Former senior advisor to president. He was never senior advisor of the president. Host of the Kimberly Guilfoyle Show. I've never seen it. Jim Jordan's going to be there. I like him. Senator John Kennedy, good guy. Mark Levin, the great one. I know Mark. Very smart. Very interesting. Mike Lindell, Mr. Pillow. Uh, Mike, Excuse me, my pillow. Excuse me. Ralph Norman, he was another, never Kevin. Chris Ruddy, CEO of Newsmax. I know Chris, good guy. Starnes is a little weird. Donald Trump Jr., Don Jr., we've had him on the show. Rich Valdez, board op for the Mark Levin Show, good guy. JD Vance, all right. General tickets, $295 i i i i don't know it's I, we'll see what comes out of it we'll, we'll see what comes out of it, folks good afternoon on this snowy thursday excuse me tuesday sorry about that it's tuesday tuesday february 28th final day of february it's 152 and you're listening to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm now I believe the remaining part of the afternoon is going to be um, some, depending on where you are. Mostly, it's actually rain right now. Let me play Michelle Muscatello. The accumulating snow has come to an end. Wet snow, rain showers are going to continue late into the day. So now, I, I you know, as always, the evening commute is going to be a little tricky. Uh, if you want to see, we have good video of, okay, let me hear Michelle Muscatello.
8: Neurologist Michelle Muscatello. Here we, we go. continue to track some snow and some coastal rainfall this afternoon. Haven't added much to the totals, though, since early this morning. Highest totals, uh, western and southern parts of Rhode Island. West Greenwich with over eight inches of snow. Little Compton, Foster, Bristol, all coming in with four to six inches of snow. And new Bedford topped four inches of snow as you headed north and east from Attleboro to Falmouth and Foxboro, around two to three inches of snow. So here's a look. Most of our area ending up between four and eight inches of snowfall, except for eastern Massachusetts, which had less. So we all remain under this winter weather advisory this afternoon. Additional snowfall amounts very minor at this point, just a little coating on the grass or car tops. But we do expect roadways to remain mostly wet. Uh. So, uh, A lot of uh, wet snow and rain in the first few hours of the afternoon, but it starts to taper off by late day and evening as the area of low pressure to the north of us passes by, and offshore storm moves further away. So here's the hour-by-hour hour forecast showing that steady snow and rain up through about two or three o'clock this afternoon and then starting to ease up five o'clock this evening. Kind of going to damp, misty with some snow and rain showers, tapering off to clearing skies overnight. One thing we will have to watch for late tonight, our temperatures dropping below freezing and that could lead to some icy spots on the roads. I just expect the roads to be wet for this evening's commute and then as skies clear late tonight, we'll fall to the upper 20s. To lower 30s. A dry daytime tomorrow, then some rain showers possible tomorrow night and Thursday morning. Get all the details on the full forecast on WPRI's main weather page. Have a great day.
1: She does a nice job, uh, Michelle Muscatello, folks. At one, excuse me, one fifty-five. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM now. Live update: Supreme Court skeptical of Biden's student loan cancellation plan. The Biden administration wants to wipe out $400 billion in student debt. But the court has questioned its power to do so. Six Republican-dominated states, Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, South Carolina, and two individuals sued to stop the plan. Which it should. This This is... No, I pay back my student loans. Um, No, I'm against this. Biden was hesitant at first to use executive power for student loan relief. It is the left that is pushing this. I'll tell you also, folks, how just not, how about, and I I mentioned this, the SNAP benefits that have been higher since the pandemic are coming to an end. As a result of those SNAP benefits, a lot of people left their part-time jobs. So you have different businesses. They wait for their second shift to come in or the people that work, whatever. Well, people quit those jobs and businesses couldn't stay open because then they didn't have the workers because of those extra. That's one of the reasons Snap benefits, there's just too much money flowing into the economy. So now states, the country is going to end all those snap benefits. So what do you think one of the admitted socialists, admitted socialists out of Providence who was elected, what do you think he wants the state to do? Well, if you guessed, he feels, oh, Rhode Island should keep should then pick up the difference and pick dude, this we, we live in a capitalist society. You know what the beauty of living, and granted, a lot of these people are not native born, but the beauty here. Is that when you make the money, you get to keep the money. Yeah, you have to pay taxes, but it's certainly not as high as some other countries. Some countries have 60% in taxes. So, but you you can't have it both ways. It can't be you you can't have that it's 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 lower taxes, but then you want all the benefits that high taxes would bring. But take a guess which party he's member of that's exactly right he's a he's a member of the rhode island democrat party so folks at 158 now um i think you just heard from michelle the weather will still continue to be a problem for the afternoon i i still maintain if if you don't have to be anywhere and again i'm not preaching here but I just question sometimes, you know, if something can wait until tomorrow, it's it's pretty easy. The less people on the roads gives the people that are plowing the roads more of an opportunity to clear the roads and treat the roads. So if someone has to be somewhere, that's that's one thing. But if people don't have to be somewhere, I think it's a good day. To Just enjoy the afternoon. I will be on Facebook later. Find my page, John DiPietro Show. Check out the website, DiPietro.com. We had the video last night, arms standoff in Cranston. Great job by Cranston Police. Got the guy to surrender our uh, arms, excuse me, guns drawn. We also have the Sunday shootout, Charles Street, Sunday night in Providence. The video of that and a lot more. Folks, uh, enjoy this Tuesday. Tomorrow, we march into March. Tomorrow's March 1st. So be careful out on the roads on this slippery Tuesday. WNRI, Woonsocket.